This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. Now in just a few moments, we're going to let you know how you can get your very own copy of Open Doors, A Year of Daily Devotions book. It's a beautiful hardcover book with 365 devotionals from Pastor Rick that offer daily encouragement from the Bible. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Relaxing in God's Goodness. Now, you say, well, what am I supposed to do on my Sabbath? I'm glad you asked. Write these down. Three things. Just find some place in your outline. It don't, didn't give you a lot of space for it. You do three things on the Sabbath. I'm going to summarize about 10 hours worth of material. <laughs> you rest your body, recharge your emotions, and refocus your spirit. Let me give it to you again. Number one, the first thing I do on the Sabbath is I rest my body. Now, you know the fact is if you don't take time off, your body will make time off. You can't just keep pushing it and pushing it. Do you know that in, during the little history note here, during the French Revolution, they abolished Sunday as a day of rest? In the French Revolution, they just abolished Sunday as a day of rest. They later restored it because the health of the nation had collapsed. It just com- completely collapsed. They were all burned out. Said, but I feel guilty when I relax. Well, Jesus didn't. He, he followed the Sabbath. So you rest your body. The second thing you do on the Sabbath is you recharge your emotions. I recharge my emotions. Now, what recharges you is going to be different things. You can recharge your emotions through quietness, solitude. That's a good thing. Just be quiet. Turn off all the noise. You can recharge your emotions through recreation. I'm talking about recreation that rejuvenates you. I mean, if you get involved, I'm talking about non-competitive stuff, because some of you, you get in a competitive sport, you'll beat your brains out to win that. And, and that's not resting at all. You're, you're, the competitive spirit you had all week is now just being transferred to the tennis court or the golf course or wherever. You need to do something that is non-competitive, that rejuvenates you, so you're not stressed out when, quote, you lose. You recharge your emotions through quietness, through recreation. You recharge your emotions through relationships. Spend some time with people on your Sabbath. I rest my body, I recharge my emotions. Number three, I refocus my spirit. And that's what we do at worship. That's what we're doing right now. We're refocusing your spirit. Worship puts life into perspective. Now, you need not only time in group worship, but you need time alone with God worship. I'm telling you that you have to make a conscious decision to make time over the other things uh, besides work. And I would encourage you to think through, how many hours a week do I want to work? And then stick with it. And you schedule everything else. Why don't you, you schedule doctor's appointment? Are you scheduling recreation? Are you scheduling your Sabbath? 
I would encourage you to make it the same day every week and, and schedule your time with family into your life and relationships. Now, let me tell you who this is especially important for. Those of you who are self-employed. Those of you who are entrepreneurs and you're self-employed, uh, if you don't schedule it, you're never going to take a break. And you're going to bring homework with you. And, and uh, you bring it home in your briefcase. <laughs> I heard about a little girl sitting at a dinner table, and every day her daddy came home with a briefcase, and, and she said, what is that, daddy? He said, well, it's work I didn't get finished uh, at the office. She said, well, why don't they put you in a slower group? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, maybe that's what we need. Now I want to tell you something. If you'll start obeying the Sabbath, taking a day off, um, and you'll relax as God tells you to. And you know what? This constant battle, it's on and off with me, it's on and off with you. Um, you know what'll happen? You will actually end up with more time. God promises that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack anything. He says, if you'll do it my way, if you'll take one day off a week, and it's to rest my body and recharge my emotions and refocus my spirit in worship, God says, you know what? I will give you more time. Proverbs 14, 30. A relaxed attitude lengthens your life. Envy rots it away. And what did I say? Envy is one of the reasons we, we overwork. I want what they've got. He says, instead of being envious, why don't you just get this relaxed attitude? It will lengthen your life. It will add hours to your day. Remember my value to God. Enjoy what I already have. Limit my work to six days a week. Fourth thing God says to do. This is your good shepherd giving you advice from his word. I, I must adjust my values. Now, why do I say this? Because to reduce the busyness in your life, you're going to have to change the way you think about what's important. And you need to ask the question. You might just write this question down. What is really important? What is really important? You've heard me say many, many times, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't even like. You can't worry about keeping up with the Joneses or anybody else and live a life that's rest-filled, restful life. You can't worry about them and, and reduce your stress. Jesus gets right to the heart of this adjusting your values. Look at this verse on the screen, Mark 8, 36. What good is it? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? But look at all the stuff I accomplished with my work. How's your soul? Did you forfeit your soul? Did you forfeit your relationships? Did you forfeit loving God? Did you forfeit loving your neighbors yourself? What does it profit a man if you're on the cover of Time magazine and you lose your soul? I love getting letters from you, emails from you. And, uh, you know, I talked about stress and worry uh, last week. Here, here's a note I got. Pastor Rick as I listened last weekend, it was like holding up a mirror to my face. I'd been filling my life with activities and even ministries to keep myself so busy that I wouldn't have the time to think about or face some issues that I really need to deal with. I know I'm not alone in realizing this, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about worry and stress and hurry. 
I think this series is going to be life-changing and life-saving for many, many people. I think it's going to save some relationships, some marriages, some friendships, some families, some lives. Thanks to this last weekend's message, I rested yesterday and the world did not come to an end. I read the entire Sunday paper for the first time in ages. I talked to friends without having to rush off somewhere to do an errand. I enjoyed watching my kids play with their friends. I sat in a room I just redecorated so I could relax in it, but I had never sat in it or even just enjoyed it. I had just redecorated it. Most importantly, I talked to God a lot during my quiet moments. And I painfully admitted to him that I've missed my time with him. And that's the best thing that happened to me. It felt great to get back on track with God. And all day long, I found myself asking, what would have happened if I just sat still for two minutes? What would have happened if I just sat still for two minutes? What was I so scared of? It was great. I know that there are probably some painful things that are going to surface as I clear my schedule and my mind has to contemplate certain things. But if I'm close to God, there isn't anything I can't face because I'm not facing it alone. Thank you so much for this series. It's an answer to prayer in so many of our lives. We just can't keep going at the pace we've been at. We just needed somebody to tell us it's okay to take time and rest, and to not feel guilty about it, because God never meant for us to live the way we've been living. Amen. Here's the fifth thing you need to do. I need to exchange my restlessness for God's peace. I exchange, I give up my restlessness. The Lord is my shepherd, he makes me lay down and green pastures. I'm gonna give up my tendency to roam, tendency to wander, tendency to veer off course. I'm gonna exchange my restlessness for God's peace. Let me close with a couple verses. Matthew 6, we looked at this last week when we were talking about worry. Verse 26 to 30, Jesus says this. Look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them And you know that you are worth so much more than those birds. You can't add any time to your life by worrying about it. And why do you worry about anything else? Look at the beauty of the wildflowers in the field. They don't worry or overwork. But God takes care of them. So you can be sure that he'll clothe you too. God cares for the birds. How much more is he going to care for you? God loves you more than you will ever, ever know. And there's nothing you can do that will make him love you any more or make him love you any less. And you see, what we're talking about here actually gets to the root of your workaholism and my workaholism. What this does, it gets to the root of your restlessness and your stressed outness. You know, there's physical fatigue or you got, you know, your muscles are tired. And then there's emotional fatigue when your emotions are tired. And then there's spiritual fatigue when your spirit dries up. You need more than simply to go to sleep to cure those last two. You can go to bed, but that's not going to get rid of emotional fatigue. It's not going to get rid of spiritual fatigue. 
People say, well, I just need a vacation. Yeah, you might, but you need more than that. What you need more than a vacation is you need a relation, a relationship to Jesus Christ. In the 20th or 21st century, we're not made to live this way, the way we've been living. And as I said, the ability or the insistence of I'm trying to stay awake is what little kids do. It's a mark of immaturity. Maturity knows how to rest. I told you in the first week of this series that sheep aren't very smart. They're really one of the dumber animals that God created. Did you know that sheep don't like to lay down? They don't. They don't like to lay down. And yet it says, he makes me lay down. And if you don't slow down, God will make you lay down. Now, I challenge you to start working on this immediately. Plan your Sabbath. God's way is not only the right way. It's not only the healthy way. It's the enjoyable way to live. And if you are tired of living the way you're living, here's my answer to you. Come to Jesus. Last verse on your outline. Matthew 11. Jesus is talking, verses 28 to 30. In the message paraphrase, he says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Come to me. Notice he didn't say, come to a doctrine, come to class. He says, come to me, a relationship. Get away with me, Jesus says, and you'll recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. This is my favorite line. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. As your pastor, I want you to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You come to Jesus. He's going to load more on you. He's going to take it off you. Now let me summarize what I just taught you. Look up here on the screen. Here are the five things. Remember my value to God. Enjoy what I already have. Limit my work to six days a week. Adjust my values and exchange my restlessness for God's peace. What does that spell? Relax. R-E-L-A-X. That's what God wants you to do. Let's bow our heads. Augustine once said, the beginning of good works starts with the confession of bad works. So why don't you confess to God what's caused you to overwork, to be stressed out, to be stressed instead of blessed. Maybe you'd say, God, I've had a mistake at identity. I've been basing my worth on my work. I'm sorry. Tell him that. I've been basing my worth on my work. And God, I've always been wanting more. I'm never satisfied. I've been materialistic. And you've said, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Have the wisdom to show some restraint. And you might need to say, and Lord, I've been envious. I've wanted what other people have, and I've wanted to be like other people. And I haven't wanted to be me. Maybe you need to say, Lord, I confess that 
I've let achievement be more important than relationships. Another thing on earth that makes no sense. And I haven't asked the tough questions. Why am I always working so hard? Why don't I let myself enjoy life? Who cares? Who's going to get what I leave behind? And maybe you need to confess insecurity and say, Lord, I I live with the, the fear that I won't have enough to make it through retirement or whatever. But today I want to change. It's senseless for you to work so hard from early morning and to late at night fearing you won't have enough for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Did you say, Lord, today I want to learn to relax in the goodness of God. You are the good shepherd. I want to lay down in green pastures. I want you to lead me beside quiet waters. Help me to remember that my value to you is greater than anything else. That you love me unconditionally. That I don't have to prove anything to others. And God, help me to enjoy what I already have instead of always be reaching for more. Help me to limit my work to six days a week and to obey the Ten Commandments that says, take a Sabbath. And where necessary, help me to adjust my values, to put first things first, and to focus on the major, not the minor things of life. Help me to take a day of rest every week. And today, I want to exchange my restlessness for your peace, my pressure for your peace, my problems for your peace. I want to live in the love and goodness of my good shepherd. Say, Jesus Christ, I give every area of my life to you. I want to love you and follow you. In your name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. As we start the new year, we often think about setting goals for the months ahead. They give us hope and keep us moving forward. And we know that setting goals is important because the Bible tells us that Jesus set goals. So, Pastor Rick developed a new power-packed download to help you successfully kick off the new year. This resource will give you the tools you need to set and achieve your personal goals, God's way. This life-changing resource is yours free when you text the word FREE to 800-600-5004. That's the word FREE to 800-600-5004. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, do you want to live in the full and abundant life God desires for you? That only happens when you seek God and spend time in His Word. That's why Pastor Rick put together a 365-day devotional book called Open Doors. Each day features a Bible verse and a short devotional where Pastor Rick, in his engaging and relevant way, makes the Bible easy to understand and apply. As you dive into this book, you'll open the door to greater intimacy with God and experience the love, trust, and the freedom that comes from a deeper relationship with Him. 
you'll discover God's wisdom to resolve conflict, conquer fear, reduce stress, build healthy relationships, overcome temptation, and so much more. Get open doors today and be encouraged, inspired, and equipped to live out God's plan and purpose for your life. It's a great way to kick off the new year. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world, we'll send you your very own hardcover copy of Open Doors to Say Thanks. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away. Did you hear that? The Bible is going to outlast the earth and the universe. Why? Because God's word is eternal, because truth never changes. If it was true 5,000 years ago, it was true 1,000 years ago, it's true today, and it's going to be true a million years from today. This is why it's more important to know God's word than anything else. Opinions change, but truth never changes. It's why we focus on studying it here on our Daily Hope broadcast. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.